0: Catholic commentary. You to get you want to Spiritual warfare. Hey, want to play a team, no Stay we're ready people. so you don't have to get ready. Get Jesus 911.
1: Soul Patrol Friday show, Jesus 911. Jess yeah. and Anita. T- Sarah and Tobias, it's good to be back. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Friday uh, TGIF stands for not thank God it's Friday, but thank God I, I am forgiven. forgiven.
2: Yes. Uh,
1: and and uh, we're in the month of August. It's every yes. every month the Catholic Church celebrates something.
2: Right. And so this month is we celebrate the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So that's maybe since this month is dedicated to our Our Lady, there's ways that you can increase your devotion to her. Uh, for example, on your On your smartphone, you can maybe change the wallpaper for a month Hmm. and put the Immaculate Heart of Mary just to remind you to to pray and and to honor her in any shape, way, shape or form that you have. You could pray the litanies. That's another way. Litanies of the Blessed Virgin Mary um, or the litanies of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Uh, You can contemplate on Mary and meditate on on Mary and what was
1: pondered in her heart. And in fact, let's start off with the consecration prayer to Mary, our yes, morning consecration prayer. Yes, that's wonderful. Let's do that. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. My Queen, my Mother, I, I give, give myself, myself entirely, entirely to you, you to show my devotion to you. you. I, I consecrate, consecrate to you this day, day my eyes, my, my ears, ears, my, my mouth, mouth, my heart, my whole, whole being, without, without reserve. reserve. Wherefore, Wherefore, most loving, loving Mother, I am your own, keep me and defend me as your property, property possession, possession. Amen. Amen. Virgin, most powerful. Pray for us, Saint Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us, and today, uh, Saint Pontian and Saint Hippolytus. Pray, pray for us, us. It, yet in, in the Father, Father Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen.
2: As we continue in ideas to increase your devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, uh, you can go to mass uh, the first Saturdays of the month and um, and pray pray the prayer to the Immaculate Heart. Go to confession, you know, live in a state of grace. Uh, You can also sing and listen and, and pray the Salve Regina in front of an image of Our Lady. So those are ways that you can increase your devotion to Our Lady. And
1: obviously, the Holy Rosary daily. You know what? In fact, in the month of August, make it a point and say, you know what? I'm gonna learn the Salve Regina in Latin. Yeah, I'm gonna learn it. I, I know my oldest son just told me that the other day. He Goes, Dad, that's so beautiful when you and Mom sing it. Yeah. He goes, I want to learn it. I want to uh, learn it myself, so I could sing it on my way to work. He's a young. You he's a it? he's a cop here in <laughs> Phoenix. In fact, that'd be probably a good thing to do. Uh, yes, and those, yes, and those. Yes, and then we'll but, get into our topic.
2: Right, and for those of you that um, that know it, sing it along with yeah. us. Okay. Salve, Salve Regina, Regina mater
3: misericordiae. Vita dulce do, nostra nuestra salve. A te clamamos, exul fili y vive. A te suspiramos, de mentes in e en la clacrimar A ergo, arvucata nostra y los tuyos misericordios oculos a nos convierte Jesú benedictum frunctum ventris tui nobis pos hoc silium ostente oh clemens oh pia
1: oh oh
3: Dulcis, vergo
1: Maria. Genitrix, ugini,
3: e amen. the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wait
1: a minute. Was that the hail Holy Queen or the or the? Uh, a salve that's a salve Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I thought it was a hail Holy Queen. No, my mind is No, it's it, a, uh,
2: Salve Regina.
1: Okay. It's the same thing. Okay. Here's um, here's a spiritual warfare question. This one comes in all the time. So we're going to do a deep dive in this one. We're going to spend at least two segments talking about this because this is huge, huge. This is always asked of us. And the question goes something like this. Jesse or Anita, my husband is unconverted. He's unconverted, lukewarm. I am a converted wife. I'm praying the Auxilium Christianorum prayers. Every night, I'm trying to live in a state of grace. What else should I be doing? That's a huge question. Yes, we get all of these kinds of questions <laughs> from wives. And my heart breaks More when I hear from wives and husbands. Yes, my yes. heart breaks when I hear this. Yes. So we'll just take it slow. Yes. So the first part is, be asked if they can pl- pray the Auxilium Christianorum prayers. Yes, yes, you can pray those prayers because the Auxilium Christianorum prayers... Are deprecatory in nature. What does that mean? It means you're not you're not making any commands. I, 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 I. Everything is Lord do this, Our Lady do that, Saint Michael do this. So that's a, those are safe spiritual warfare prayers to be prayed by anybody. They're safe, yeah, and
2: especially uh, with the wife. You, you got the authority figure, and the wife is the one that has has the ability to say deprecatory, where the husband has imprecatory. Right, he could do the imprecatory. Imprecatory. So in
1: this case, this is safe prayer for the wife to say. Of course, now all things being equal, it would be more effective, more efficacious. Mm -hmm. If you prayed these binding prayers, the Auxilium Christian Oren prayers, if you prayed them along with your husband, of course Mm -hmm. it would be more efficacious. Because, why do I say that? There's a story in the book of Tobit. And the story is in from, like from chapter three to chapter eight. It's a story of Tobias and Sarah. <clears throat> At the end of this like chapter eight, this Israelite couple, they prayed together on their wedding night and there was a demon who was, who was vexing Sarah. It, that demon was lifted never to return to her again. Why? Well, the demons yielded to Tobias's authority as the protector and the head of the family so again if you can pray them with your husband it's more effective but yes if he's lukewarm and he's unconverted you can pray the exilium christian orm prayers provided you're in a state of grace mm-hmm. because they're deprecatory prayers so they are safe i think yes. that, but what are some I, of the yeah, other not, yeah. other things that you would i recommend? just want
2: to add something i think um you know we have all we're we're always our days always busy mm-hmm. always uh do this do that go here go there but at night, if you can pray these prayers with your husband before you close your eyes, that's what Jesse and I do. We make sure that this is a prayer we pray together before we close our eyes because we think it's just a so it's such a powerful prayer. And uh, it brings peace in the heart, peace in the soul. You um, also have it in Jesse's book. And uh, I, there's an app for it, too. It's yep. in yep. And in Jesse's book, Lord, prepare my hands for battle.
1: Now, I want you to talk a little bit about supplication prayers, the traditional yeah. supplication prayers that a wife should be doing for an unconverted husband.
2: Yeah. Uh, here's what a wife um, prescription for an unconverted husband. Our Lord Jesus Christ told St. Faustina if you say this prayer, the divine mercy, with a contrite heart and with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give that soul the grace of conversion, so those are considered supplication prayers the the divine mercy at three o'clock that is so important i and sometimes if you can't do it at three o'clock you can just and really quick maybe uh uh, uh arrow prayers Jesus I trust in you Jesus I trust I pray for my Conversion, of my husband. Jesus, I trust in you. That's Jesus, an arrow, I arrow trust prayer. Yeah. In Jesus, I trust. That's an arrow prayer. If you can't pray the divine mercy at that point at three o'clock, but we should be even under our breath if we're at work and and we're doing something monotonous that at that point in your at your job you can squeeze it in somehow mentally. Yes. So that's very very important.
1: An- also, another prayer, another supplication
2: prayer. Another old supplication, school. old school. This is the daily rosary every day. Pray the Rosary for your husband, so that your prayers can can merit for him the grace of conversion. You know, Our Lady, Our Lady says in Promise Number Eleven of the Fifteen Promises of the Rosary, given to uh, Saint Margaret Mary Ella Coke, when I mean, she had that vision of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It says, "You shall obtain all you ask of me by the recitation of the Rosary." So there's the promise uh, from Our Lord to Saint. Margaret, Mary Alacoque, to pray the recitation of the rosary. And and in this case, you want to pray for the conversion of your husband. What's also important, if you live in a state of grace, you are personally protected from the diabolical. So that's very important, you know, because your prayers, if you're not living in a state of grace, I want my husband to convert, but I'm not living in a state of grace. Number one, you're not a great example. Number two, those prayers will be blocked. So it's a very important that the the, the players will be blocked they won't they're weak they won't be as efficacious so you need to be in the state of grace when you are praying uh your tears your pain and your suffering for your husband are me- those also are meant to purify you and make you a saint you know there's an example of St Monica she's there she prayed for St Augustine she prayed for her husband And, uh, that's something we have to just trust in the Lord. And sometimes I received a phone call and I spoke to this, uh, this wife and she said, well, when, when's God going to answer my prayers? I said, it's in his times and you shouldn't worry about when he's going to answer your prayers. You, this is going to make you, this is also aimed to make you holy. That's right. you know, and persevere. How much do you love the Lord? Are you just loving him just until he gives you what you want and then you're going to be done with him? No, you're taking them off the shelf and play with the doll, and then you want to put them back after you finish playing with your doll. That's not the way it works here so your 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 prayers become efficacious and become holier, and your role is to pray and do penance and suffer for the conversion of your husband. oh
1: that's in first Corinthians seven fourteen yeah, you're supposed to suffer for it? your partner
2: yes. penance that's yeah, how you convert them. absolutely Hard <laughs> truths. Our Lady Guadalupe, ora for novice. Your beauty and
0: your grace are the bright little dawn. Our Lady of Guadalupe Pray for us.
1: We're back. Jesus 911. Thank you, Mother Mary, for bringing us in. That's right. Uh, Carthago Delendo S. Carthage Must Be Destroyed. That's the name of a men's conference here in Phoenix. Michael Hichborn is going to be coming and giving an all-day conference with the men out here. That's August 28th. It's at Via Demri Academy in Scottsdale. If you want information of that conference, go to cderetreat.com. C, Carthago, D, Delendo, S, E, C, D, E retreat dot com Carthage must be destroyed that means that uh, mm-hmm. we're living in right now in in, in a Carthage like America mm-hmm. where paganism uh, the occult child killing child sacrifice uh, ritual prostitution this is something that 's uh happening right now, just like Carthage of old, and Rome destroyed Carthage, and we as Roman Catholics must destroy the Carthage when in america Absolutely. we're ta- we're talking about um my husband's unconverted. What can I do to merit the grace of conversion for my husband? Here's a prayer that Father Ripperger has in his book. It's called Deliverance Prayers for the Laity. <clears throat> he gave it to me years ago before he even came out with his book. It's the the prayer is called Commission of the Care of Soul and Body, and it can be prayed at any time uh, for another person. It goes like this: Into thy hands, Mary, I commend the body and soul of. My husband, because we're talking about men here. In fact, you should read any of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: I ask thee to provide for him.
1: I mention my name.
2: Um, Jesse. And to protect him. I ask thee to protect him, Jesse, from evil one. I ask thee enlighten his mind and strengthen his will and refrain refrain his appetites by grace. Our Lady and Saint Michael called down from heaven the legions of angels under your command to protect him. I ask of you all the things I ask of of his guardian angel of his garden angel. Guardian angel under thy guardian angel of Jesse, under thy intellectual volitional protection, I place his body. I ask thee to illumine his mind and refrain his appetites. I ask thee to strengthen his cognitive power, his memory, and his imagination. Help him to remember the things he should not, he should and not remember the things he should not. Help him to associate the things he should not, should and not to associate the things he should not. Give his good clear images of his imagination. I ask thee to drive away all the demons that might affect him while he sleeps. And throughout the course of the day, help him to sleep, and if thou should deem it prudent, direct his his dreams. Help him to array, arise refreshed. Amen. Beautiful prayer. I just had to practice it. I didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a Saint Louis de Montfort prayer. That's beautiful. <laughs> that Father Ripperger modified for husbands and wives. Yes. So we can pray for each other. But it has all Saint. Louis de Montfort's yeah. theology there, yeah. Father just arranged it so you could pray for your husband or your wife. It's very beautiful.
2: Deprecatory yeah, prayers and that, and then where you say his or her. If you're if you're a husband, you're praying for your wife. You pray, you say her. You know, so yeah. that's where I was getting a little confused. Right or her name? Sorry, yeah. yeah, her name.
1: Well, let me give yeah. you a great example of a woman who never saw the conversion of her husband while she was alive, mm-hmm. but uh, it was as a result of her prayer and penance. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like to hear that. They don't. No, I don't. Prayer and penance, she, uh, she, uh, it was until she died mm-hmm. that God gave him the grace of conversion. Her name is servant of God Elizabeth Lasour. She's known as kind of as, as a, she's known as the Saint Teresa of Lassoux for married women. She was a good wife with a wealthy husband and she personally renounced wealth and led a holy life. She did, in fact discover her own little way of sanctification through pure and sacrificial love humility, meekness, redemptive Mm -hmm. suffering, a vibrant prayer life, and critically shutting the heck up. (laughs) In 1889, she married Felix LeSueur, a medical doctor from a similarly affluent background, but no longer Catholic, a point she discovered only shortly before their wedding. He not only refused to practice Catholicism, he was outwardly and vehemently hostile towards the faith. Even the atheists were attracted to her grace and holiness. She simultaneously and unassumingly lived a hidden life as a contemplative and mystic. Elizabeth's death in 1914 from breast cancer that had metastasized was prolonged and painful. but her And her husband Felix testified that she bore it with calm and sweetness. She had asked her sister to destroy her spiritual diary after her death. But instead her sister gave it to Felix, the husband, who published it a few years later. Felix's atheist husband, now a widow, was so moved by the profound faith and love of his wife that within a year, he returned a confession and the faith, and several years later, he entered the Dominicans, the order of preachers. He was ordained nine years after her death. Now Father Lesur, formerly a Formerly a doctor and a scientist, mm-hmm. spent much of his time until his own death in 1950 speaking about his wife's spirituality and promoting her cause for sainthood.
2: Wow, that is so beautiful. Servant
1: of God Elizabeth Assour, mm-hmm. pray, pray for, for us. us.
2: She probably sees that now. She sees so. You know, I want to mention some him there's constancy and perseverance in her prayers. She continued to pray mm-hmm. for him, and she what did she do? Not only just praying for him, but she trusted in the Lord. Lord, you're do with what you will. I'm going to be devoted to you and I'm going to pray for his conversion and I'm going to love you. She never uh, doesn't seem like she never uh, weighed not or questioning uh, that he
1: would one day not convert. And and does she suffer? Absolutely. absolutely. Can you imagine living all your life with an atheist and you're a believer? You're going to mass, receiving the sacraments. That's a lot of pain she carried.
2: Yeah. Because you know you're looking at your husband; he's going to hell. Yeah. If he continues in this road, yeah. he's going to hell. Does he not know the 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 how the how the consequences? Yeah. Yeah. And for eternity, that's just
1: yeah. mind-boggling. So there's a there's a bishop by the name of Bishop Hying, Bishop Donald Hying. He says, "Know that the mystery of suffering in our lives is a sacred ladder by which we will ascend to the beauty of the kingdom of heaven." Yeah. And Our Lady of Fatima also said through our suffering we distribute graces to other people in the body of Christ. This is why our, when Our Lady appeared to the children of Fatima she said pray pray a great deal and make sacrifices for sinners, it could be your husband. Yeah. For many souls go to hell because they have no one to pray and make sacrifices for them. This is what, uh, blessed Elizabeth LeSueur, this is what she did. She lived out the fat of a message all her life. And in fact, her husband also was was such a respected atheist, he used to write like an academic journal for atheists over in Europe. He was the editor of an academic. So he would also intellectually beat her up all day long because the guy was just smart on steroids. But she just piously prayed, received the sacraments, prayed the rosaries, and let him intellectually just beat her up for 30 years. I, I can't even imagine that. Uh, that, that's that's what you'd call uh, a life of sanctity.
2: Yeah. And I, I, I think uh, we also have to include not only our, our prayers, but all prayer is, is fasting. Fasting. We need to fast for our loved ones and for everything that's going on in the world.
1: It's Absolutely. so important.
2: That's, that's also efficacious. Some things are not driven out without prayer and fasting.
1: Yeah, some demons. are Demons, yeah, and that's the right. demon
2: of atheism that her husband um, was uh, afflicted it, a, with. Afflicted, yep. absolutely. Uh, so another piece of advice w- is to use blessed salt on his food. Put holy water in his coffee or tea and cook his food with blessed oil. He doesn't have to know about it. Yep, he doesn't. Those it, are sacramentals. Absolutely. He doesn't have to know about it. Yep. You use those. That's that's what they're, they're there for. You, you bless them. Don't put them on the shelf and say, oh, when am I going to use them? No, use them every day. You can use those, those things every day. And
1: don't tell your unbelieving husband because right. he's going to throw the coffee mm-hmm. away. Don't right, say nothing. Right. Just pray as you're doing it, and God will do the rest. Mm-hmm. Trust in those, mm-hmm. in those uh, actual graces that come from the sacramentals. Right. But here's another verse on how a wife should comport or a husband should comport to an unbelieving uh, spouse. Okay. Yeah. It's in 1 Corinthians Chapter seven, verses 12 to 17. You want to share anything? Yeah, sure. It
2: says to the rest, I say, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should never divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him for the unbelieving husband is consecrated through his wife. And the unbelieving wife is consecrated through her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner desires to separate, let it be so in such a case the brother or sister is not bound. For God has called us to peace. Wife, how do you know whether you will save your husband? Husband, how do you know whether you will save your wife? Only let Everyone lead the life which the Lord has assigned to him and in which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches.
1: Yep. So if your husband is lukewarm and unconverted, mm-hmm. like the Bible says in Revelation 3.15, and his soul's in danger, you're called, my wife mentioned it, you're called to be a Saint Monica. Yes. You must embrace your cross and prayerfully unite your sufferings to Christ, as it says in Colossians 1.24, unite your sufferings to, to, to Christ for your husband. Again, like my wife said, pray the Holy Rosary, the chapter of the divine mercy every day for his conversion. Be specific. Lord, I'm praying this to merit the grace of his for his conversion fast. We Mm -hmm. talked about that. Do penance for him so that he can merit the grace of conversion or so that you can merit the grace of conversion for him. And uh, that he may one day fall in love with Jesus Christ and become the St. Joseph of your family. My wife also mentioned that verse Matthew 17, 20. Uh, but this Jesus says, but this this kind, this kind of demon
0: mm-hmm.
3: is
1: not cast out, but by prayer and fasting. Remember, Satan's tactic is to divide and conquer your family. Our Catholic tactic is to unite our marriage and family through prayer. I also want to mention, you
2: know, we say, let's pray. Let's do this. Let's do that, but also be joyful. Be a joyful prayer warrior. Yeah. Let your husband see you the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Let him see that because that is also attractive, a, yeah. attractive to say, why is she so happy? Why is she just, even when, when she, I, I know I'm, I'm causing pain, but she's taking it in the chin and she's, she's just uh, happy about it.
1: Mm-hmm. You have another comment about yeah, what a comment, wife should do? And a
2: wife with an unconverted husband should also ha- uh, have a monastic prayer life. receive the sacraments as often as possible and offer masses for his conversion. Very important. Remember, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the holier you are, the more powerful your intercessory prayers will be.
1: That's At, the James five sixteen principle. Yeah,
2: right, right. So, so yeah, say right, that again. Say that last. Okay. Time. Would you just say it again? The holier you are, the more powerful your intercessory prayers will be. So we've already gone through how. What What's the road to holiness? Is through prayer. Sac, being, living in a state of grace. thats what's, and, and also, I, I don't know if we mentioned this, but maybe we did, in front of the Blessed Sacrament.
1: Oh, yeah. Adoration, to, to important. A, to include a weekly hour of adoration for adoration your husband. Adoration for your husband. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, that's, that's right. important. Yeah. All right. We? We're going to be going on to another topic yeah. after this, Jesus 911. Yep. The Crusher
2: of the Serpent, Our Lady Guadalupe. Pray for us.
1: Just because a person is holy, it doesn't mean they won't battle with demons.
0: Mm
3: -hmm.
1: We're going to share with you five very holy saints who battle with demons basically most of their life. Mm -hmm. God used these demons as their sparring partners to Mm -hmm. make them holier. Uh, let's go real quick to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 to 12 because this will set the stage for this uh, for for this uh, you know this uh, lecture the Bible tells us and this is a warning to all of us it says <clears throat> put on the full armor of God so that you may take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Also, St. Peter says, 1 Peter 5, 8, Be sober-minded, be watchful, your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So we have St. Peter and Paul warning all of us, warning the entire church that we will be fighting and struggling Mm -hmm. and wrestling against demons for the rest of our life basically here on planet earth because that's where that's where i right know they're roaming right now
2: right and it starts in the very in the very early morning uh upon awakening yeah. the demons are attacking us attacking our mind of what happened yesterday so you can fall into sin or make some rash decisions that are not um holy so that's why it's important for us to begin with the sign of the cross in the morning and to, morning prayer yeah morning prayer just uh, yeah, because to
1: protect us. The church fathers said that demons want to take you back. This called they call them morning demons. Yeah, demons want you to remember yesterday, last week's, last month's tragedies, things that are going to depress you, things that are going to trigger you, and they want to just take your mind back to things that are very mm-hmm. negative right mm-hmm. when you wake up. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, this is the spiritual world that we're fighting. This is the spiritual reality. The battle's going on, and those Satan and his demons rarely reveal themselves to ordinary people when it comes to those who are stronger than the Lord, Mm -hmm. like many of the saints that we're going to share with you right now. Demons apparently sometimes make open attacks. Mm -hmm. Now, there's two types of ways that demons attack us. It's called the ordinary attack of the the devil, and that's temptation. Everybody goes through that. Then you have the... Which is not a
2: sin to be tempted. No. It's not a sin.
1: Temptation is not a sin. It's a Mm -hmm. consent of the temptation. Right, that's...
2: Yeah, that's the sin.
1: Extraordinary attacks, uh, these are these are more rare, but they do happen. That's called house infestation, uh, demonic oppression, physical attacks, uh, mm-hmm. demonic obsession, the mental attacks, and the highest form of attack, which is called demonic possession, where the demon inhabits the body. So, uh, of course, Jesus has already overcome Satan and all the evil forces of this world when he died for our sins on the cross, But we've got to win those battles individually Mm -hmm. in our own lives. We've got to take all the the victory, the the graces from Calvary, and appropriate them in Mm -hmm. our own lives so we can win our victory and live and die in a state of grace. Mm -hmm. Because Satan rages on looking for souls to pull down to hell with him, and he does this every single day, him and his army of demons. Mm -hmm. And any person who abides in Jesus, that means lives in a state of grace, can be separated from God. Mm -hmm. Again, living in a state of grace, that's the key to going to heaven. And to remaining strong against the diabolical in this life. So we're going to share a few stories with you. Not to scare you. Mm -hmm. Not not to be since These are Catholic stories. And they're just simply reminders that Satan and demons and his temptations and sin. These things are very real. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't see him like the saints did. uh, Again, this is very real. And remember that our Lord calls Satan the temptor. In Matthew chapter 4, the Temptor. Mm-hmm. And even in the end of the Our Father, we pray to be delivered from the devil, the evil one. And we know in the Our Father, we're also praying, asking God to help us from temptation, which, already, which comes from, again, as well, the evil one.
2: Yeah. So let me begin with St. Anthony the Great. Um, he said, the lion was roaring, wishing to attack.
1: So Obviously, he's referring, to right, right,
2: referring to the devil, referring to the devil. So on the third or fourth century, he's a third and fourth century uh, desert monk. We know about St. Anthony from a biography written by St. Athanasius called Life of St. An- Anthony. It says that when when people would visit St. Anthony at his desert home, they heard tumults, many voices. And as it were, the clash of arms. At night, they saw the mountain become full of wild beasts and him also fighting as though against visible beings and praying against them.
3: Mm.
2: So in, in one story, uh, St. Anthony decided to spend a night alone in a large tomb. So I'm, I'm not sure if it's a, like a cave or what, and then they a tomb, and then they closed it off. So that's the way I picture this. That's, that's my, my, my thinking. So this, a huge group of demons descended upon him and attacked his body while in this tomb. The devil said, quote, so cut him with stripes that he lay on the ground, speechless from the excessive pain. For he affirmed that the torture had been so excessive that no blows inflicted by a man could ever have caused him such
1: torment, End quote. So that's called... Demonic oppression, physical attacks. St. Anthony of the Desert.
2: Right. So the next day, a friend bringing him supplies to the tomb, found him and brought him back to the nearby village. So he was pretty badly beaten up. But that evening, he regained consciousness and asked for the friend to carry him back to the tomb. After his friend shut him back in the tomb, he said, "Okay, take me back. Shut me in that tomb again. So Anthony called out. He quote, quote, here I am. Antony, I flee not from your stripes, for even if you inflict more, nothing shall separate separate me from the love of Christ, end quote. So that's Antony telling the demons that the demons returned. And here's how St. Athanasius, Athanasius described what happened next.
1: And, and by the way, <clears> that you see St. Anthony there.
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> he resisted the devil. And that's and that's how you win. Yep. You resist the devil and you mm-hmm. pray. Right. First Peter five nine, resist the devil and he will flee. Saint <clears throat> Anthony said this. <clears throat> there was no fear because he knew he had Christ. He describes mm-hmm. In the night they made such a loud noise that the whole of that place seemed to be shaken by an earthquake, and the demons, as of breaking the four walls of the dwelling, seemed to enter through them, coming in the likeness of beasts and creeping things. And the place was on was on a sudden was on a sudden filled with the forms of lions, bears, leopards, bulls, serpents, asps scorpions and wolves, and each of them was moving according to his nature. Wow. The lion was roaring, wishing to attack. The bull seemed to be to toss with its horns. The serpent writhing but unable to approach, <clears throat> and the wolf, as it rushed on, was restrained, although the noises of the apparitions with Not their angry ragings were dreadful. Demons oftentimes take the appearances of animals that we see here in the life of St. Anthony. Yes. Though he was in terrible pain, St. <clears throat> Anthony responded boldly to the demons. And what did he tell him anything? He said, if there had been any power in you,
2: it would have sufficed had one of you come. But since the Lord has made you weak, you attempt to terrify me by numbers. And a proof of your weakness is that you take the shapes of brute beasts. There's a sign of the weakness of the demons. They take a form of other than what they who they really are, because is isn't that what Father Ripper says that once you the priest is I mean, once the demon
3: is identified, we, is
2: identified they He's come weakened. weak. So they're trying to show their strength by becoming something else. That, yeah, something that Mart- they not bulls, yeah. morphine. Bulls like a morphine. Yeah. And uh, lions. Yeah. Uh, little do they know it's it's weakness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, suddenly, the roof opened up and a bright light filled the tomb. The demons vanished and his pain ceased. Realizing that God had saved him, he prayed, where are you? So this is uh, St. Anthony. Why did you not appear at the beginning to make my pain cease? And he was talking to God at this point. Mm -hmm. And God replied to him, Anthony, I was here, but I waited to see your fight. Mm. Since you have endured and have not been beaten, I will ever be help and assistance to you. And will make your name known everywhere.
1: Saint Athanasius, he wrote all this. Mm-hmm. He wrote the story. Saint Athanasius, uh, he says, quote: Having heard this, Saint Antony arose and prayed, and received such strength that he perceived that he had more power in his body than formerly. And he was then about 35 years old. St. Anthony and St. Anthony, just pray for us.
2: Pray for Again, us. What, wow, what, that was, that's incredible. <laughs> his perseverance and his trust
1: in the Lord. He fought by faith, mm-hmm. trust, prayer. prayer. He did everything the New Testament yeah. tells us to do. Right. And God was there. He thought that he was by himself. God was there with him the whole time, giving him the grace to fight, have faith, and to trust. And yeah. he won. Saint he was living in the state of grace. That's right. Here's another one, ain't the St. Padre Pio. Yes. See if I can squeeze this one in. Yeah. <clears throat> he, he says, these devils don't stop striking me. He was born in the late 19th century. St. Padre Pio lived and died in Italy, but was known and was revered throughout the world when he died in 1968. He was a holy priest, a miracle worker, and stigmatist. He was regularly attacked by demons. According to Father Gabriel Amorth, who knew him, <clears throat> one of Rome's exorcists, Padre Pio's real enemies were the demons who besieged him. The great and constant struggle of Father Pio's life was with those enemies of God and human souls the devils who tried to capture his soul even in his youth St. Padre Pio would enjoy the incredible celestial visions but also suffered demonic attacks Father Morth explains he says this quote, The devil would appear to Father Pio as an ugly black cat or in the shape of a truly repugnant animal the obvious intent was to fill him with terror other times demons came to, came as young girls nude and provocative performing obscene dances to test the young priest's chastity. But Padre Pio sensed his greatest danger when the devil tried to deceive him by taking on the form of one of his superiors, his provincial superior or his spiritual director, or in a sacred form, the Lord, the Virgin, or St. Francis. Mm. The last tactic of the devil appearing as someone good and holy was a particular problem. Here's how St. Padre Pio would discern a vision. He noticed a certain timidity when the Virgin or the Lord first appeared, followed by a sense of peace when the vision departed. On the other hand, a devil in in sacred form provoked an immediate feeling of joy and attraction replaced afterwards by remorse and sadness. Ah. Everything
2: was the opposite.
1: Yeah. The opposite. Satan would even sometimes attack St. Padre Pio physically. He describes this in one letter he wrote Mm -hmm. to a priest. He says, quote, these devils don't stop striking me, Mm -hmm. even making me fall down from the bed. They even tear off my shirt to beat me, but now they do not frighten me anymore. Jesus loves me, he often lifts me And places me back up on my bed This is known as demonic oppression St. Padre Pio, pray for, us. pray for us Hey, if you're close to the Lord, have no fear of demons
2: Absolutely We'll
1: be right back oh, Stick around Your and your grace Are
0: the new Our Lady of Guadalupe Pray for us Immaculate back.
1: Immaculate Heart of Mary. <laughs> pray for us. <laughs> By the way, Carthago de Lendez, Carthage must be destroyed. That means uh all the evils in this country must be destroyed. Absolutely. Because this is the new Carthage right now, America. Yes. As a, yes. As a result of liberals. There's gonna be a men's conference August 28th, via the Academy in Scottsdale. It's going to be from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Michael Hitchborn, my friends, going to come down here and give four lectures to all the men. It'll be worth going. Trust me. Yeah, he's um,
2: got he's a load of information. Oh gosh. Um, if you heard him, if you saw him, Michael Voris, that's just a tad
1: bit of what he. Yeah. High information, dude. High information. Yeah. High mm-hmm. information. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to CDE retreat uh, dot com. C D E retreat dot com. C D Carthagel de S dot com. Who are we going to talk about? now? We're
2: talking about St. Gemma Galgani was and she was a late 19th century italian mystic who had incredible spiritual experiences Uh, she wrote a letter to a priest and what she said was quote during the last two days jesus has been telling me after holy communion my daughter the devil will soon wage a great war against you these words i hear my heart continuously that's what she said she's please pray for me she quickly realized that the prayer was the best defense
1: that's what we're always saying
2: Are always a prayer. In response, Satan gave her a vi- gave her violent headaches in order to make sleeping difficult for her. Her fatigue then made sleeping more difficult. But she persevered. And there's also a prayer for if you're being attacked.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, talk about uh, that we'll next talk. time. It's okay. called the punishing prayer. Yeah, the punishing we'll do, prayer. Yeah. It's a
2: very good prayer. And she continued. How many efforts does does not that wretch make to? make it impossible for me to pray yesterday evening. He tried to kill me and would have succeeded. Jesus had not come quickly to my aid. I was terrified and kept the image of Jesus in my mind. Mm. So there you go. Mental image of Jesus. Jesus. That's what we do when we pray the rosary. Yes. We have mental images of of the passion, the enunciation, the luminous mysteries, the mysteries. That's what we're supposed to do. So she continues. Um, at one point while she was writing a letter, the devil snatched the pen from her hand and tore up the paper, then dragged her from the table, seizing her by the hair with such violence that it came off in his brutal claws. Ooh, she describes another attack in one of her writings. She said, the demon came before me as a giant of great height and kept saying to me, quote, for thee, there is no more hope of salvation thou art in my hands. I replied that God is merciful and therefore I fear nothing. Then giving me a hard blow on the head in a rage, he said, a curse be you. And then he disappeared. Another, she said, I then went to my room to to rest and there I found him. He began again to strike me with a knotted rope and wanted me to listen to him while he suggested wickedness. I said no and Probably suggesting sexual yep, sin, I'm guessing. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I what yeah. I understand it to be. I said no, and he struck me even harder, knocking my head violently against the ground. At a certain point it came to my mind to invoke Jesus, Jesus' Father, eternal Father, through the most precious blood of Jesus, free me. I then don't quite know what happened. That contemptible Beast dragged me from my bed and threw me, hitting my head against the floor with such force that it pains me still. I became senseless and remained lying there until I came to myself a long time afterwards. Jesus be thanked. But she kept her faith in Jesus. She even used humor against the devil. She wrote this to to a priest. If you had if you would have seen him when he fled making faces you would have burst out laughing. He is so ugly, but Jesus told me not to be afraid of him.
1: Talk about uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, the holy humor. humor after
2: all that—that that, <clears throat> uh, those attacks. Yeah, absolutely, holy humor. And uh, she was uh, she was on her game, and it's her faith in Christ. And remember, it, do not be afraid because she is helping souls get to heaven. Just as Saint Faustina, she was doing attack Same way. The, same, same way. way. So there's that same uh, 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 scenario with these saints that are getting attacked. Why? Because they are doing good for the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, because and praying
1: for yeah, us. Their prayers and penance are literally ripping souls off from the claws of right. demons that, w- that that are on their say. way to hell.
2: Yeah, that's and what so this is say. why the
1: demons are trying to attack these power players in the church because yep. their prayers are so powerful mm-hmm. and their penances are so powerful. They snatch the demons from their claws that are going to hell. And that's what the demons tell Faustina. Faustina, you took souls away
2: from us, you know, so same thing, same again thing. why
1: because they're holy. holy. So when you're holy. Your prayer is efficacious. It's very effective. And you're snatching souls. Yes. St. John Vianney, this is the the holiest. This is the patron saint of parish priest. He lived in France in the early 19th century. He's so respected for his holy work as a priest that he's, again, the patron saint of parish priests, And he regularly did battle with the devil. Mm -hmm. Once his sister spent the night at his home... Attached to his parish church. And uh, she was awakened by a strange rapping sound on her wall and table. She went to to her brother, St. John Vianney, who was hearing confessions late at night. And he explained to her, quote, he he said this to his sister. Oh, my child, you should not have been frightened. It is the grappin, which basically, (laughs) that that, that means pitchfork. That was St. John Vianney's uh, nickname for Satan. He would call him grappin, which means pitchfork back in France. He cannot hurt you. As for me, he torments me in many ways. At times, he seizes me by the feet and drags me about the room. It is because I convert souls to the good God. In another instance, St. John Vianney was in his parish church hearing confessions when someone reported to him that his bedroom had caught on fire. His response? The Grappin is very angry. He couldn't catch the bird, so he's burned the cage. It's a good sign. We will have many sinners this day. Notice just the levity. Notice the holy humor of these saints. <clears throat> I mean, the devil burned his bed. Mm-hmm. Okay? burn his bed. And instead of saying, oh, no, I'm being attacked by the devil. Oh, no, woe is me. I'm going to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. I can't take this. He just says, well, it's probably because I'm going to rescue a lot of souls from mortal sin and confession. So that's a good sign there's probably going to be a lot of lot of big fish that I'm going to catch today. And so he's he's pretty angry. Again, you'll find in these saints holy humor or or uh you, you'll you'll see them again uh have, have because they know. The words of St. Paul, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice even in the And by the way, some of you're going to say, "Oh no. So saints can be attacked by demons." Well, you know what? Uh, you're thinking too much of yourself. You're saying, oh, no, I'm going to be attacked. No, you and me are mm-hmm. sinners that are struggling you know, to live in a state of grace on a day-by-day basis. We're no, we're no St. Gemma Golgani, St. John Vianney, St. Padre Pio, St. Teresa of Avila. We're nowhere near that. So just live in a state of grace and know that yeah, you're safe.
2: Because we're saints in the making.
1: Yeah. So what, there's another thing we want yeah, to share. Yeah, St.
2: Teresa of Avila. Avila she says, Quote, their horns were around a priest's throat while he celebrated mass. Wow. Wow. That's scary. Hmm. So St. Teresa of Ali was a 16th century Spanish mystic and is honored today as a doctor of the church for her incredible insight into the spiritual life. And in her prayers and meditation, she regularly came in contact with the devil. Quote, an abdominal form. End quote. She writes, quote, his mouth was horrible out of his body there seemed to be coming a great flame which cast no shadow, end quote. She once saw, quote, with the eyes of the soul, two devils of hideous aspect who seemed to have their horns around a priest's throat while he celebrated mass. Whoa. Whoa. It it tells me that That the priests were in mortal mortal sin sin.
1: while they're celebrating. Mortal sin. Now, it doesn't mean that the the sacrament is invalid. It is valid, but she could see mystically that the devil's Had their his hands around his throat, which means they had him. He right. was living in mortal sin.
2: Yep, yep, and uh, wow. that vision was for her, maybe even to after to tell the priest.
1: Probably, you know, maybe
2: I'm sure there was some. Um, she probably said, "This is my duty to tell him what I saw." Mm-hmm. You know, so
1: she was definitely a mystic because her bishops and the church has pronounced that mm-hmm. to be the case.
2: Yeah, and even if he just discounted her, he, he knew deep down, inside in the heart, what she say was true. Oh yeah, because I'm sure she, uh, he knew how holy this uh, Saint Saint Teresa was.
1: That's right. Yeah. Well, Saint Teresa, even even for her, these visual manifestations they were rare. Mm-hmm. She says, "quote I have seldom seen him." in bodily shape, meaning the devil. Uh, St. Teresa also writes, quote, but I have often seen him without any form, as in the kind of vision I have described in which no form is seen, but the object is known to be there, close Mm -hmm. quote. And so what were St. Teresa of Avila's weapons against the diabolical, against these evil forces? They were, number one, prayer, number two, humility. humility, And number three, interestingly enough, holy water, mm-hmm. which St. Teresa of Avila claimed from experience was a particularly effective weapon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Whenever you feel that presence around you, sprinkle holy water on that spot and just bless it with yep. an imprecatory prayer. Absolutely. I bless my bedroom. I bless myself in the name mm-hmm. of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be gone e- any evil spirit.
2: Yeah, and that's why, you know, as we do it in enter- your car, do it over yep. yourself. And that's why as we enter uh, church before mass is important for those that have holy water in their fonts. Now back in their church, very important to bless yourself because you're going to drive out any demons that you you are bringing in with you. That's right. Because they are going to go in there and frustrate your spirit and your and your prayer and take you. You take your focus off while you're there is to worship God, worship God. And that's what they don't want. They want. They don't want you to give your all, your heart and soul, to the Lord mm-hmm. at that moment. So it's important always bless yourself by this holy water and precious blood. Wash away my sins, O oh Lord,
1: Amen. until
2: you come in glory. That's what we Jesse and I say. We say that when we when we um, bless ourselves with holy water every day. Wo-
1: yep. Yes. So remember, we got about a minute left. Just want to remind you that oh, we mom. we serve the Virgin Most Powerful. She is a 12-star general. Oh, wow, how fast. Pray the Holy Rosary every day. Read your Bible every day. And by doing so, you wound, inflict pain and torment, and drive demons away from you and your family. That's a wrap. Pray and be holy, VNPR listeners. We love you, and see you next time. That's right. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. <clears throat> and by the way, up next, uh, Hands On Apologetics, Gary Machuda, the big guy from uh, Michigan. Uh, coming from the Midwest Command Center. As for us, we are EOW. End of watch. Amen.